Hi everyone, welcome to the New Year's Eve edition of the Weird World Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's New Year's Day. Yes, here, not New Year's Eve. And was that uh, Kermit the Frog, or what was going on with the voice there? That was weird. Yes, welcome to our New Year's, our strange and unusual New Year's edition, edition episode. I haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> Well, I wasn't sure you'd catch that. I did. So today, we're going to start with, mostly we're going to look at kind of unusual New Year's-oriented celebrations across the world and including in the U.S. Okay. We don't want to be ethnocentric. But we're going to start with just some big things that happen on New Year's Day and then some New Year's fun facts, which get weird. I'll show you why in a minute. And then we'll talk about the, the most unusual celebrations from around the world. There's a shit ton of articles about that all over the interwebs. We'll try to bring you some of the highlights of that kind of stuff. I've seen none of these types of articles. if you If you Google like, you know, yeah. weird things in New Year's, something like that, which I clearly did, then yeah, you get a, a, yeah. just way too many articles. Most are, are fairly repetitive. Start with some things that happen on New Year's. Did you know in 404... Well, going way the back. Year 404, now. going way back. <laughs> on January 1 in 404 was the first gladiatorial competition. I'm sorry, the, the first, the last gladiatorial comp competition in Rome. In Rome was the last hmm. one, 404. After I'm a little that, bit skeptical of the actual record keeping in 404 oh, oh that no. we know for certain. Oh, the Romans were very, very good at record keeping. And what did they do? Carve it onto a slate oh, like they did in the Flintstones? Carry, carry, carry. Carrie, what? Don't you be bad mouth in the Roman Empire in terms of its organizational skills. Was there papyrus by then? Mm, yeah, long before then, but I don't think they used that. Anyway, mm -hmm. in 1772, to get a little more modern for you, on April <laughs> on, on April 1, did I say April 1? Yeah, January yeah. 1. Oops. January 1, the first traveler's checks were issued. Wow. They were available to be used in 90 European cities, and they're issued in London. Wow. So you can get a traveler's check in 1772. That could be... Used in ninety cities. Out there. It had to be. You don't. It doesn't mean specific to each city. It just means I, you I, can use this in any one. Someone of was cities. in those. Yeah, was in those <laughs> cities willing to accept these traveler's checks. I guess. Interesting. I know. I, I didn't know they went back that far. We were just talking about that because like, traveler's checks are not really a thing anymore. I don't they, think. they must be a thing. Why? But you just don't see them. I don't know. It just seems like they're still a thing. Well, Applebee's won't accept them, so don't bother people. Applebee's. Oh, because <laughs> Carrie saw a sign at Applebee's. <laughs> No personal or traveler's checks accepted. That's true. In 1808, in January 1, the United States banned the importation of slaves. Hmm. I know. So long for a long time, the almost 60 more years, we yeah. had slavery without any importation. Well, Although, I'm sure they, they didn't really it. need to import them because they were yes, homegrown them. Yes. And I'm sure they all, probably also had some, some smuggling going on, no mm -hmm. doubt. In 1901, in January 1, guess what country came to be born. <laughs> 1901? Yes, January 1. Made it official. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Australia. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Really? Yes. That late? I know. They were like some kind of a quasi-independent, I think, I want to say, I don't know, our a Australian listeners like that? tell us, but this is when they first, they combined uh, the states of New South Wales, Queensland, Victoria, South Australia, Tasmania, and Western Australia confederated to become the Commonwealth of Australia in 1901. Oh, so they are a Commonwealth. Yes, currently. I mean they, they. But this is when they're truly, completely, 100 percent independent from Britain. They still have 
a governor general and the queen is on the money and stuff like that. But since when did they become a Commonwealth of Australia of 1901? Before oh. that, they were a territory, I think. Oh, Although I think they had some, I don't know, let's not they make were always, Australian history lesson. They were always basically the property, I'm using air quotes there, of Britain, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, in 1908, last one, January 1, was the first ball drop in Times Square in New York City to signify oh. the new year coming in. Huh. We'll talk about that in a minute. Bizarre custom. In a few minutes, yeah. Now some fun facts from New Year's. I got this in Norco, so I wanted to see what, what are some significant things about New Year's Day. And there's obvious things like how many people do resolutions and stuff like that, right? Whatever. Just some kind of fun facts about New Year's. So I, I, I found this article, and it seemed like a completely, just a normal article at first. And indeed, the first items on this little list from this, uh, I won't name the website because I'm going to make fun of it in a minute. It, it got weirder and stranger as the list went on to, to the point where I don't know if this, the writer of this article was grounded in reality terribly well. So I can't, I don't know how true any of these things are, but it was things like, okay, so the, the celebration of New Year's goes back 4,000 years, which is what this thing said. It says, Julius Caesar, the emperor of Rome, was the first to declare January 1 a national holiday. I think those two things aren't intended to be the same thing because they're about... Almost, <laughs> almost 2,000 years <laughs> apart. <laughs> so I think yeah. this is bad writing. Yeah. But Julius Caesar, much, much later, had, it had to be like you know 46 BC or something like that, declared January 1 to be a national holiday. Julius Caesar also gave January's name, named after the god Janus, who was the famous two-sided, two heads mm -hmm. facing one facing the other, which makes really a lot of sense, right? Because January facing back toward the past year and facing toward the new year. Pretty good, oh, pretty good idea, fair, Julius. Yeah. Smart guy. 45% of Americans make New Year's resolutions. Okay, I expected to see that in this huh. list. That's legit. Do you? Uh, not, not any formal sense. I never have ever. What are some top New Year's resolutions out there? I'm going to exercise more. I'm yes. going to eat more vegetables. Okay. I'm going to drink more water. You got it. How about lose weight? Well, I was saying that without saying that, but yeah. Get organized. Oh, yes. Spend definitely. less and save more. Sure. And I don't know how old this is. Quit smoking. Oh, because in America, most people who want to quit smoking already have. I was going to say, dump that guy and... Dump that guy? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Are you, are you present company accepted, I assume. <laughs> so another one, the next one on this list was many people uh, about champagne. Like everybody drinks champagne on the US, of course. 360 million glasses of some form of sparkling wine are consumed on New Year's every day in America, every January 1st in America. And that tradition dates back to the 17th century. It says when the cork was invented. And oh. I think that's true. I don't think sparkling wine was, could, was possible until the cork was invented. I'm guessing that's what they meant by that. Yeah, probably. So again, this list seems, okay, that's fine. Then it starts getting a little weird, though. It says a tradition for New Year's is to eat leafy greens. Not, not a resolution. Right. That's a tradition. On New Year's, huh? Yes. Tradition says that more leafy greens a person eats, the more prosperity in the new year that person will get. Tradition also says that legumes bring prosperity because beans and peas look like coins. Yeah. It says, no wonder why so many people eat black-eyed peas on January 1. What the fuck are they talking about? Is that huh. a thing? It might be like in the South. Okay. But uh, guess what I had for lunch today? What'd you have? Some leafy greens. Did you have some leafy greens? Yeah. Did you have black-eyed peas? No. Which are actually beans. But I added extra spinach to my salad. Okay. Well, I thought that was uh, weird, but well, maybe not. So maybe it's I'm something that's common elsewhere. Waiting for the prosperity no, to yeah, start for rolling sure. in tomorrow. But is it really, 
is it really? Do people really eat those things because they think it's going to bring them prosperity? I don't know. I don't know if that's true. It's, that could be why it started. Okay. And it gets to the point where people don't know why they're eating black-eyed peas Maybe. or leafy Maybe so. greens. I'm not a billion percent sure that's that's a true thing, though, considering the source. Yeah. Remember the I said, next one says, remember the last scene in, when Harry met Sally, when Harry references a song after he and Sally kiss? So that's the setup. It wants you to guess what that's uh, how, how what that song was. You know what that song was? No. Old Lang Syne. Old Lang Syne. Old Lang Syne. Yeah. So it thinks we, the reader, need the reference to when Harry met Sally <laughs> to know I've heard about. All like because otherwise we've never heard that song. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing. Yeah, remember that? Otherwise, you would have no idea what I'm talking about, right? No, we would know what the fuck "Auld Lang Syne" is, idiot. Yeah. So I'm being I'm being a little bit. But it's just such a weird way to, to present that. The next one was okay. <laughs> Ready? Remember, this is an article about New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Okay. If Santa is the most common symbol associated with Christmas then baby New Year is the symbol most commonly associated with... <laughs> what holiday? <laughs> Easter. Independence Day. <laughs> oh, and then it says, yep, you guessed it, New Year's Day! <laughs> Exclamation point. That's insane. That's hilarious. Am I wrong? It's like, no shit. And then, it's, and then the next one about baby New Year. Myth states that he matures into an old man during the year. <laughs> what's <laughs> happening at this point? This is when I'm reading the article and saying, what's happening? This person might be, it's a cry for help. So by December 30th, he dies and we get uh, a new baby? Uh, is that how it works? I don't and know. And is that really a tradition that we assume the baby is getting old all, all yeah. year long and dies and it's some natural speeded up aging process? I, I did never assume that about the baby getting old. But Neither have I. Yeah. It says, you should make sure to be surrounded by family or loved ones on New Year's Eve, which is fine. That's great. It says... Because if a couple celebrating New Year's together does not kiss, the future of the relationship might be Splitsville. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. I think this article is written by people in a cult. Splitsville. Splitsville. But is that, is that a tradition? Kissing, yes. No, but tradition, because otherwise in the new year you're going to get divorced. No. No. No one thinks that. No one says these things. I'm not sure. This is what made me worry about the leafy greens. And but the also, papers. here's the thing. Why are you supposed to kiss somebody? It's almost, and from what I see in popular culture, TVs and movie, movies, it's like it doesn't matter who you kiss. Yeah, it's that is like weird. You just got to kiss the person next to you. Yeah, that's a, that's a seriously creepy. So it didn't have a, anything to do with Splitsville. They, according to this culture. <laughs> I guess, I guess everybody's doing it wrong I on TV this, and the movies. The website, it's some kind of a child care company. Again, I'm, not gonna, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm hesitant oh. to say the name of the website. I thought... Okay, well, it's gonna. I thought the web. I thought it was a USA Today article. Yeah. So the word "today" was in the website, and I just, oh. I just wasn't looking close enough. And I'm going. I'm reading this thing, going, "This is nuts." Why does What's a childcare website have articles? It was weird. <laughs> and then the last one is, according to statistics from the Crime Bureau, vehicles are stolen on New Year's Day more than any other holiday. And so everybody's the, drunk. Nobody's. Is that why? Yeah, nobody can get out. And I guess chase you. So the last sentence in this little paragraph is. To discourage car theft, make sure your car is in a populated area and always take your keys. <laughs> because, because most people park in meadows and leave their keys in there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I mean, very sage advice. Thank you for that weird yes. um, cult website. I saw a ring video last night, as a matter of fact, New Year's Eve. Somebody posted it where, uh, like, warning everybody, this guy, you know, came to my house and the ring camera caught it. He just walked into the house. And then 
like looked around, turned around and walked away. And he was like looking around as he walked out. Clearly the man had the wrong house. Yeah. Okay. And, He's probably trying to find a party. And also she said they were sitting there with their whole family, hanging out with their whole family. He walked in, looked at everybody like, ah, startled and <laughs> left. Bad. So her, her warning is, <laughs> so a- lock your doors. <laughs> <laughs> because oh, okay. a home invader slash kindly stranger <laughs> might accidentally walk into your house. Yeah, but so lock your doors. <laughs> like we needed that video uh, to tell us to lock our doors. Social media has been used to make people much more worried than yeah. they would be uh, every day. Because that was so dangerous. That man. That that's man who clearly <laughs> just walked into my house. So now we'll talk about some strange and unusual New Year's Day or New Year, slash New Year's Eve festivities and, and traditions around the country. Then we'll do a few in the United States. The, the ones from around the country are vastly more around interesting. Around the country, though. around the world. Around the world, sorry, around the world. So the first one brings us to Ecuador, hmm. where they speak. The language is called... Ecuadorian, according to my mom. <laughs> so, <clears throat> to, wait. Our oldest daughter okay. had a foreign exchange student who was from Ecuador. Don't try to make. Don't try to. So, does that make it okay? That she Nancy thought they spoke Ecuadorian. Wanted to know how, how, how they communicated. Because <laughs> he spoke Ecuadorian. Oh my god! You know he speaks Ecuadorian. Uh, he speaks. He's, he's bilingual. He's. What was that kid's name again? I don't know. <laughs> so, in Ecuador. To banish any ill fortune that might happen during the that I'm sorry that that happened the past year, so past tense, what they do is they burn things like photographs <gasps> and things, and and they'll make scarecrows filled with paper and they'll burn it at midnight on New Year's Eve. And the idea is that they are washing away, burning out the bad things from the past year, the bad ill ill happenings that happened in the last year. And one article says that I read about this says, which leads us to believe that New Year is just a thinly veiled excuse for Ecuadorian pyromaniacs to set things on fire. Ha ha, chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. The only comment for this entire article, which was a lot of different things, yeah. was from Star 638 said, I disagree when you say that Ecuadorian people are pyromaniacs to set <laughs> things on fire. They have an area exclusively reserved to burn the money goats. <laughs> So I looked at monogotes or monogotes, and it, it's like a <laughs> effigy. I think it, yeah. it says literally, if you do it on Google, it says ragdoll. But, oh. I, I, but I think the sense is effigy. But yeah. we would say the, the connotation yeah. is effigy. So this person from the department of not getting the joke yeah. comes the one and only comment. And apparently the tradition, this tradition may have originated in Guayaquil, mispronounced, in which is the capital of, no, which is the largest city, I believe, yeah. in Ecuador, but not the capital. Quito, the capital. Yeah. And that in 1895, there's a big yellow fever epidemic, and so they packed coffins with clothes of the deceased and burnt them for purification, and they, that may have given rise to this tradition of burning them, scarecrows and things like that. Yikes. Now let's travel off to the lovely Philippine Islands okay. in the Pacific Ocean. There, apparently there is this round idea the idea of something round is reminiscent of coins, so it's the idea that it brings prosperity. And apparently, according to this article, uh, in the Philippines, the New Year is, is all about, hey, let's make more money this next year. Yeah. It's about uh, m- money and prosperity. And so they try to do as many things with round things as possible on New Year's Day. They try to eat round food. They wear round clothes. Uh, they What are round clothes? Well, like you like polka dots. 
a oh, design okay. would be on your clothes are very, very popular. Okay. And I guess they eat a lot of pizza, I'm assuming. Sure. Pancakes, I'm guessing, things like that. I, I think the Philippines are, are huge on, on pizza and pancakes, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also sometimes will keep a lot of coins in their pocket and constantly jangle them, believing that keeps the money flowing, okay. as opposed okay. to just being super, super irritating to anybody <laughs> yeah. around. So that's the Philippine tradition. Okay. Let's go over to Denmark. Let's hit Northern Europe, where they're all about breaking shit. Oh. Plates, crockery, stuff <gasps> like that. So what you do on New Year's Eve, apparently, is you wake up and you, I guess, any unused plates that you um, you save throughout the year. I guess, I guess, I think I get the idea. Plates you're thinking about getting rid of anyway. You'll yeah. save them and you'll, on New Year's Eve, you'll take all those plates and you'll walk around your village or your town or your city and you'll hurl them at the front doors of friends and family and shatter them against those front doors. I don't. That's what they do in, agree in Denmark. With this one. Why not? Easy. It's very wasteful. It is very wasteful. Well, assume, again, assuming that these were uh, plates they're going to throw out anyway. Let's Who say. throws out plates? Uh, you don't throw Denmark, plates away. Apparently. Apparently people, no. how, how about paper plates? How about they can glide paper plates? Well, that wouldn't work. No, that wouldn't work. Maybe if they were chipped and not usable anymore. Maybe that's it. Perhaps. Let's go with that. But just ones that you don't like anymore because they don't go with your new decor, maybe. So you're maybe you're mainly angry at Denmark <laughs> for ruining perfect, perfectly good plates. Well, it's not an ecologically sound practice. It's really not. I imagine, I think I've read somewhere that now that it's become a much more urban area a lot more people live in cities it's kind of hard to do okay. you don't go down your hallway in your apartment building yeah. and smash plates against yeah. your neighbor's door that's kind of rude yes spain has something about eating 12 grapes oh i know that's a little weird but i, I read two different versions of it the first version is that it's like a challenge on new year's eve and you're supposed to stuff 12 grapes into your mouth oh one for every ring of the bell yeah. and that if you're able to do so you good. have good luck for the yeah, year. Yeah, I like that one. But, but I guess it makes it sound like that's harder than you think. You get 12 grapes. I guess it depends on, the, and depends on how big your mouth is. Also sounds like a huge choking <laughs> hazard, if you ask me. Yes, young children should not be doing this <laughs> at all. Gary, we're in a mom mode. You kids, <laughs> if you're listening to this. So I don't know. Another version said, the same, clearly the same version, and it's, it started in Spain, but it's also practiced in, uh, I guess, some Latin American countries. And the idea is that you eat 12 grapes, one for every toll of the bell at midnight on New Year's Eve. Okay. So, and, which seems like you just, I, when you go, I'm num num num, swallow, I'm num num, swallow, because, you know, ding, ding, whatever, sure. the, the, you know, you want to get a clock that has a really spaced out tolls. Yeah. But, um, but the thing said, the, the favored quote, the favored way is to take a bite, then swallow the grape halves whole. The fuck does that mean? Are you biting? Why would you bite it in half and then swallow two? Just eat the, <laughs> the goddamn grape on each toll, dude. That makes it's no sense. It's not that me. hard to eat grapes pretty fast. It's so not that I, hard to eat yeah, grapes. So what is this tech? What's this strategy? This technique? <laughs> <laughs> biting in half. I don't know. It's weird. Supposedly, tradition goes back to 1909 when grape growers in Alicante in Spain, I guess, I think it's a province in Spain, said that uh, they came up with the idea. To but sell a lot of grapes. Literally, that's true. <laughs> they had a bumper crop of grapes that year. It's like, we got to sell more grapes this year. It's going to go to waste. So they came up with this idea. Yeah. It, it's like early TikTok, which yeah. you know a lot of those TikTok, like, hey, you guys should do this. You should buy Hormel brand stew and see if you can shove the whole can <laughs> in your goddamn mouth. You know, a lot of TikTok things, I'm sure, are, are just 
they're really? essentially commercials. Right, a lot of these little things. You don't think that's being taken of advantage of by marketing people? I'll you know, guarantee you. It I don't know because I'm actually I, I'm not on TikTok. But I mean, it just seems Let's, like they're always dangerous ones, like the cinnamon oh, challenge yeah. or yeah. eating Tide Pods. Or, I'm saying, I bet you there's a lot out there that marketing d bags are yeah. trying to push out there, just like the I vine growers of Alicante in 1909. We don't have Emma, our resident yes. social media expert, to yep. tell us. That's on her. We'll ask her later. Yeah. Another one I'm going to mispronounce it is in Peru. It's called the Tacanacui Festival. Probably wrong. No idea if that's how it's pronounced. It is every end of December, New Year's Eve, they, friends allegedly, (laughs) face off in a ring and kick the shit out of each other. Oh, nice. Bare-knuckled. Wait, where is this? In Peru. Okay. Bare-knuckled fighting. They said it's overseen by a local policeman, quote-unquote. Make that, sure it doesn't get out of hand. I guess. And that the word literally means when the blood is boiling. Nice. So the idea is that they're like friendly fights. It's like friends, but they're, it, you know, and it represents a fresh start of the year, quote-unquote, okay. which mm. doesn't make any sense to me. No. But how? Hey, buddy. Let's beat the shit out of each other yeah. on New Year's Eve. Agreed. Sounds fun. Hey, um, Nothing bad could happen from that. In case you didn't know, there's this function in Google where you can find out how to pronounce a word. Uh, I know there is. <laughs> Time was of the essence. Oh, okay. And I don't know, I think it's going to have tacanqui. Why not? I don't know. I think it's, it's not Spanish, by the way. I think it's like Quechua or something like that. It's native. You're it's, saying uh, it with a French it's, accent. It's, um, I, I make I say almost everything with the French accent <laughs> eventually. So, Japan, we're going all over the place here. Yeah. Okay. In Japan, you know, we have twelve tolls of the bell here at midnight. Yeah. In Japan, on New Year's Eve, hundred and eight. Hundred. It's a Buddhist tradition, oh, okay. and it's it's banishing human sins, and so they toll bells a hundred and eight times on New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Huh. In in one minute. Or, I don't know if there's a okay. timeline. It might take okay. all night. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's... <laughs> hurry, hurry. Toll the damn bell. 107. Thank God. The Buddhist monks are frantic. No, I am. I don't think there's a, okay. a time compression. Really. But you know, it had to be done right at midnight. Well, let's say they try to time it right. Yeah. How about 108 seconds before midnight they start? Will that make you happy, Carrie? I have to do a little research to find out exactly how this happens. We go to South America now. We're all throughout South America, including and all the way up to Mexico. In a lot of those countries, they believe your fortune can be told by the color of your underwear for the new huh. year. So on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve, I'm not a million percent sure, you wear a colored underwear to try to get that thing. So you would wear red underwear because you're interested in finding love. Oh. In the ensuing year, you might wear yellow underwear. Why would you do that? Um, What's yellow a very close cousin to color-wise? Urine. No, what? because you're incontinent. You don't want to pee yourself. That's not yeah. it. Gold. You want to make money. Oh, make more gotcha. money. Why that you wouldn't just wear gold underwear? I don't know. Well, care not everybody's money is green. This is in South America, where the money is <gasps> oh, mostly not that's green. True. Little ethnocentric. Yeah, very there, ethnocentric. Yeah, it was. And. Um, if you just want peace for the new year, it's white. Classic sure. American tidy whities will yeah. do the trick. So that's a thing. 
Huh. Apparently. Again, you may not believe it. Uh, what kind of underwear to. was I wearing uh, on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve? I think it's New Year's Eve. I'm not, I'm not 100% positive. And you were wearing none. So that's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to signify. Actually, what, I, I was do. wearing underwear and this is okay. a gross conversation. But uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what color they were. Okay. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't either. So in Germany, they poured lead. So they melt down lead. Apparently, one source said tin, but that doesn't make sense because the German word for this practice is called bligiben, and it means lead pouring. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure it's lead, at least traditionally it's lead. So you have some small pieces of lead from, I don't know, household lead items. You burn them down in a spoon over a candle. Not sure. I hope I, the spoon is not lead because that wouldn't make sense. This and sounds I, dangerous and toxic. It does sound very dangerous. Yes, you're right. And then you pour this melted metal into cold water. And what it does, it creates bizarre shapes. And yeah. the shapes that that metal takes indicate what's going to happen to you in the next year, over the next year. So, for instance, if they are round, they form into balls, yeah. that means luck is going to roll your way, which is clever but stupid. And if the shape of a crown comes out, guess what? You're going to be wealthy. You're going to be the king. I, oh. I was thinking that too. It makes it, it seems like you, so you're going to join a royal family. You're going to marry royalty. No, yeah. it means you're going to be wealthy. And a cross, if it come, takes the shape of a cross, what's going to happen? You're going to join the priesthood. You're going to die. Oh, oh. It indicates I, death. I like mine. Now, I'm but. sure this is like tarot cards. So if anyone you know dies that year, it's like, yep, nailed yeah. it. And a star, what do you think a star means? Uh, you're going to be famous. Yeah, that's You'll a good a guess. Celebrity. It's a very good guess. Happiness. Oh. And you know what, Carrie? Huh. A lot of celebrities aren't happy. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, do you know what the melting point of lead is? What? 621.5 degrees Fahrenheit. Going to call bullshit on this. So, oh, at least it's not a candle anyway. It had to be maybe there's some um central huge furnace that they use. I don't maybe. know, but there's said, literally the article that I read said <laughs> candle. A candle. Okay, but it's not possible. Yeah. What what could you be holding that lead in that isn't also going exactly. to melt? <laughs> Something with a higher burn rate, burn rate, whatever, temperature than lead, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, this story doesn't make a lot of sense. I'm I'm yeah. a little I'm a little skeptical about this one. Yeah. That's weird. Oh, you know, I, f I forgot to mention the, the Danish thing, the plate breaking thing, <laughs> yes. was that there are some little other things associated with that. One of the things is that is that the bigger the pile of broken china you create in front of your friend's door, your family's door, the more luck. So the more plates, just to piss you off a little more, yeah. that you shatter against, again, against the doors. You're, you're throwing these against the door. You're going to leave, you're going to mess Wait, up the door. Wait, is it that that friend has more luck or the person Ooh. who broke the plate? Hmm. I think it's that, that the, now, the I person think the, who owns the door. Mm, because I don't think it is. I think it's the, the person The more who, plates you get broken means you have more friends. You know, that makes sense. That makes sense. I don't think it's true, though. The, oh. way I, the context makes it seem like it's the other way around, but I like your version better. Yeah, my yeah. version's better. I do, I do. Another, uh, another custom in Denmark, though, is jumping off chairs at midnight because this symbolizes sleeping into the new year. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, why not have fun, Danish people? If you had too much to drink, though, that could be dangerous. You know the whole uh, kiss thing at midnight? Mm -hmm. That's not just America. I didn't think it was. In fact, in Italy, at least some it Italians, yeah. take it a little step further uh -oh. at St. Mark's Square in Venice. They do a massive group kiss on New Year's. Thousands of people will gather in St. Mark's Square and just, I guess, just start making out mass, wow. you know, kind of uh, just a very, very unsafe, COVID-unfriendly makeout session in uh, St. Mark's. I've been there. 
Oh my God. Carrie's <laughs> like um, humble. It's not even humble brag there. It's the I have an adorable picture of a little girl wearing a striped dress and a super cute little hat, like chasing birds. It look it should be in an advertisement. It's such a good picture. <laughs> Carrie does say so. <laughs> that also was an us two brags in about 30 seconds. I, I'll have to find it. Uh, I will find it and I will post it on the Instagram. Okay, all right. In Chile. Wait, yes. and if you're that little girl, oh yeah, please send me a DM. Yeah, yeah, because that little girl in Italy is almost certainly listening to our podcast, and she's grown up now. Yeah, exactly. So, 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 yeah, that makes the odds <laughs> overwhelming as she listens to the podcast. Yeah. Okay, thanks. I don't think Carrie knows how numbers work. So, in Chile, they on New Year's Eve open up their graveyards so you don't have parties with the living you party with the dead as well so people will, nice. your family will go in and, and and celebrate with their dead ancestors hmm. that is kind of nice yeah i think so i hope they don't do the whole kiss thing in chile because that could get pretty wrong on, on just so many levels in scotland at least in parts of Scotland, I, I guess, they will build bonfires and they'll swing poles with fireballs on the end of them. Ooh, that sounds dangerous. It does sound dangerous. Fun, but dangerous. It's supposed to be, it symbolizes, I guess, the sun and that sort of is said to purify the coming year, the year to come. Lastly, here for the world tour of New Year's weirdness is... Similar to the Danish thing, I guess a little bit, but in South Africa, it says Johannesburg. I don't know if it's just in Johannesburg. On New Year's Eve, they don't just throw dishes at their friends' doors. They throw full-on furniture and appliances out their windows on New Year's Eve. Why? People, I, I don't know. Whatever they want to get rid of is like throwing out the old, <sighs> make way for the new kind of thing to get a fresh start on the new year. Wow. Who cleans that up? Yeah. Do you like the trash collectors? Are they expected to go pick up your furniture and appliances outside but your also, windows? also, if you would set it out nicely, then maybe mm. somebody who could use it will pick it up and God use it. damn right, Carrie. That's a good point. You're a little bit angry at parts of the world. <laughs> You're angry with Denmark? Yes. With Johannesburg? Yes. Okay. All right. You know I what? mean, I imagine they have landfill issues, too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, don't throw it out the window. Yeah. Set it nicely out the window. Yes. What I'm if a- you live in a fifth story? What if you live in a high rise? Yeah. Yeah, this is not it's not practical. Uh-uh. So now let's turn to some American dumbness on New Year's or weirdness or strangeness or unusualness. First, we'll start with some historical stuff. It's not really around anymore, but it used to be. Uh-huh. Gentlemen callers. So the idea of calling others was a kind of a New Year's thing. It was, it was in Europe and England, it got transported to the United States. In New York for a while, in the late 19th century, it became just overdone. So what happened, I guess parts of the 19th century. So men, young, you know, eligible men would just compete to see how many young ladies they could visit on New Year's. So they'd just be scrambling to every house with a, with a, a person and, and visit for five minutes yeah. and run off to the next house to the point it became like a sport and a competition to see how many people you could visit on New Year's Day. Is this just like upper crust people? Oh, or? I'm sure. Okay. I, I, I imagine. I don't know if it's correct, but I'd be surprised if it wasn't. It started to it ran out of steam, say, late 19th century. It had kind of fallen out of fashion, and it was replaced by having just New Year's Eve parties. So you, you oh, know, there your you friends go. would all be in one place, which you makes Kill a whole bunch of birds with one stone. Absolutely. That, yeah. Absolutely. Another, um, one of my favorite customs, I don't think it's around that much anymore, but it used to be, it was called dipping on New Year's Day. 
you would open a Bible at random, <laughs> close your eyes, and just point to any part of the page completely random, mm-hmm. and then that biblical phrase, that little chapter and verse, would somehow be interpreted to predict your fortune, good or bad fortune, what's going to happen to you in the next year. Oh, God. So I have a Bible right here in my hand. Let's do that right now. Okay. Ready? That's the, that's the, the pages. <laughs> Those are the pages. Okay, here's, I'm going to point it. Okay. Oh. Oh, okay. I got Genesis 3.16. To the woman, he said, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. I don't think that applies to me. Huh. I feel like I cannot do that. I do like the last part, though. Yeah. Don't you, I, I, I'm sure you'll agree. Let me try that again. That huh. didn't seem fair. <laughs> let, me, let me riffle these pages again. <laughs> Deuteronomy 28.15 through 19. However... If you do not obey the Lord your God and do not carefully follow all his commands and decrees I am giving you today, all these curses will come on you and overtake you. You will be cursed in the city and cursed in the country. Your basket and your kneading trough will be cursed. And I love my kneading trough. <laughs> the fruit of your womb will be cursed. Oh, Seems no. fair. Seems fair. Your children should suffer for what you did. Yeah. The crops of your land and the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks. You will be cursed when you come in and cursed when you go out. Wow. So that also does not bode well for me. Mm-mm. Let's try one more. Yeah. <gasps> Revelations 8, 7. The first angel sounded his trumpet and there came hail and fire mixed with blood and it was hurled down on the earth. A third of the earth was burned up. A third of the trees were burned up and all the green grass was burned up. Oh, you know what? Hold on. My finger slipped. Let's go to the next verse. I'm sure that's much better. The second angel sounded his trumpet, and something like a huge mountain all ablaze was thrown into the sea. A third of the sea turned into blood. (laughs) A third of the living creatures in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. That didn't... Let's... You know what? Let me not press my luck. This is not working out for me. Wow. The Bible sounds like a fun time. Oh, well, those are just random (laughs) chapters and verses that I did by dipping. Don't tell me you're going to make fun of the Bible in this. I wasn't. Team. I was practicing an age-old New Year's mm. tradition. Absolutely. So there's a few others here in America that used to be. Again, these are used to. They're not so popular anymore. One thing, and, and some of these were in England too. But in the Victorian era, sometimes a mob would go and essentially kidnap someone on New Year's Day and force them to quote unquote ride the stang. The stang was a pole, so they oh. put your ass on a pole, just a pole, not comfortable. Not great for the per, yeah, the, the taint. Sounds, um, Not great for the taint. Should be like a t-shirt. Assault. It, it absolutely was. In fact, you did it to people who were considered had were thought to have gotten away with it. They were bad people. Maybe they even were criminals, but hadn't been punished. Wow. So the idea was, and and what you did, you made them ride on this pole to like a bar, and then they had to pay off the crowd to get off the stang and be let free. Huh. So. And it turned into. It was kind of they a, were riding the top of the pole and not. No, they were riding the, the side. Yeah. Oh, okay. so it's still not comfortable <laughs> at all. And again, in yeah, no, truly involuntary. Yeah. So that didn't last. Um, another thing was to eat a really gross pie. Mince pies are very popular on mm-hmm. Christmas and associated with Christmas, especially in England, but also in America. In some play, uh, you know, we're talking pretty early now. There's a, a I don't know if she it was a cookbook or something called Mrs. Bliss. And had a recipe for a mince pie. 
and her it was and it was to be eaten on New Year's. It's called the, her New Year's pie, mm-hmm. and it included boiled cow's tongue stuffed inside a chicken, stuffed inside a duck, stuffed inside a turkey, stuffed inside a goose. Oh, so you know, turducken was not original, and not even as extreme as it could be. Wow! The whole thing was then coated in jelly made from beef's, beef's feet. Hooves, so yeah. hooves, essentially gelatin. Gelatin, yeah, yeah. exactly. This article I read said it called it beef's feet. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. Hey, hey, guy. First of all, they're called cows. Second of all, second of all, they're hooves. Yeah. Third of all, that's gelatin. So yeah. just beef's but, feet. But that's how they did it, and it was horrific. Yeah. Imagine how that smelled. So, so you, all that those whole, whole gross things stuffed inside each other, and then with something even grosser coated. So that sounds delicious. Let's eat that on New Year's. That should be a tradition. Another thing was you'd play a, a game called Resolutions, where again, this is very upper crusty, I'm sure. So you get together with your friends on New Year's. And uh, New Year's Eve, I believe, and you'd write a resolution on a piece of paper, right? You'd then trade them. People would randomly take each other's resolutions, uh-huh. and then they would read the resolution if it was theirs. Uh-huh. So the idea was you make it as ridiculous as possible to embarrass and everybody oh. laughs and titters and things like that. So they're not real. You they're not real, real no. Resolution. Okay. And the two examples this article gives are, quote, I must stop smoking in my sleep, oh. which is weird, but- <laughs> I, say, I must stop <laughs> masturbating at the dinner table is what I, and that, it was i must walk with my right foot on the left side which i don't know wow. i don't think they really got it but i would um i mean I, are these real examples of old-timey resolutions because maybe that's what the that's was the humor back then it was they were trying i think it's more they're trying to be funny and they weren't yeah that's what i think it was mm-hmm. i would have written also, I would believe my year will be foretold by a random Bible verse, and <laughs> everyone would laugh at how ridiculous that is. Um, there's another thing called, I guess there was a tradition of sending really increasingly strange New Year's cards. Oh. A, 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 not anymore, but it's, and just weird things with weird images, right? One of them, it got really weird when the a company called the Kinney Tobacco Company did these cards with their you know logo on there and stuff. Yeah. But the cards included images of they'd have like a little kid and they'd have the the last year would be on his shirt or something like that. Uh-huh. But the I don't know, Mr. New Year, the old one at the end of the year, yeah. was grabbing the kid and about to throw it into a big pot to make soup from. So they were oh. advocating child cannibalism sure. in my mind. That seems beyond weird. Uh-huh. I don't know. So you thought that pie was weird. There's also a Southern dish called Hoppin' John that was uh, traditionally consumed on New Year's in, in the U.S. for a while. It was supposed to bring you good luck. And it did have, indeed, black-eyed peas and some other gross things like that. But it even gross is something that's celebrated to this day in the U.S. It's celebrated in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, where they make, do you know, it's one of your, you like these, and you have them around Easter time. They're yellow. Oh, peeps? Peeps. Peeps are made in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. It's a central Pennsylvania. And on New Year's, they have a giant 400-pound peeps chick. I don't know if it's made out of marshmallow or not. I don't know what it's made out of. But it's dropped on New Year's Eve. Also dropped on December 30th for some reason. So they, they drop a 400-pound peep on the 30th, and they drop another, They do it again on the 31st. I don't know if the first is a practice huh. or just so people who have some scheduling issues. Yeah. I don't know. But a 400-pound peep, I think it's made out of- It's got to be. Marshmallow. What else would you make it out of? I don't know. 
but it sounds gross. Well, what, it's just to see it go splat or what? I, New Year's Eve. Basically, all of the traditions I can find that were, other than the old ones, that are current, that are kind of strange New Year's Eve traditions in the United States. Yeah. Because we don't do the colored underwear thing or stuff like that. They pretty much all involve dropping something. It's come to, huh. all of our New Year's traditions involve dropping stuff, yeah. which is weird to me and kind of monotonous and sad. Yeah. We need to have better ones. So I'll just go through a few because it really does get, get repetitive. There's the Midnight Muskrat Drive in Princess Anne, Maryland, where they, for some reason, they have a big zip line and they have a stuffed muskrat sent down the zip line to commemorate the new year. So like, like you know, 10, 9, so instead of dropping a big go- ball, they have a muskrat go down the zip line at okay. midnight on the 24th. And, and the muskrat is wearing a cape and a stovepipe hat. <laughs> for obvious, for obvious, I don't need to explain that, I'm sure. No. There's the Whiskey Row Boot Drop. This is in Prescott, Arizona. We're at 10 p.m. and midnight. I think the first for kids, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. They drop a six-foot lighted boot from a flagpole 40 feet high. Okay. So it's the West. Sure. Boots. That makes sense. Yep. Moon Pies in Mobile, Alabama. They're up a 600-pound, oh. 12-foot-tall moon pie on wow. New Year's Eve. They'll get 40,000 people there to watch it in Mobile. The kid, Do they get they, to eat it afterwards? I hope not. It's a 600-pound moon pie, <laughs> and that can't be good. I moon pies go- are made from? Uh... Cookies with marshmallow in between, coated in chocolate. They're yeah. delicious. Eh, I'm not I a love big, moon pie. I'm not a huge, even though Carrie is a connoisseur and a great maker of marshmallows. Tell her to start a business. I've been telling her for years. She makes great marshmallows. I'm not a huge marshmallow person. They're <laughs> just, you know they're great. Have you ever eaten one of my marshmallows? I have. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I have some great uh, salted caramel swirl oh, marshmallows sure over there. I'll take your word for it. Put one in your coffee in the morning, Dean. It's so good. <laughs> So, and but this also, by the way, has, has a kids' events. The kids' events starts at eleven and ends at twelve noon, and then they have the adult event for midnight. Okay. They have a pickle drop in Mount Olive, North Carolina, because even though it's called Mount Olive, they do <laughs> they pickles, like pickles, and they begin to drop a giant pickle at seven p.m. and it lands at what time? Midnight. No. No, oh, Carrie. 7.01? 7.30. What the hell is that all about? Why? I don't know. They assume everybody in Mount Olive, North Carolina can't stay up till midnight? I'm not sure. So at 7 p.m., they drop a pickle. It lands at 7.30. People get free pickles. Everybody has a lot of pickle fun. <laughs> That's worse than peeps. I you, hate you peeps. Would, you would love that. Uh, I would be nowhere near that city. And I'd rather, you know what I'd rather be there? Plymouth, Wisconsin. You know why? Why? Well, what is Wisconsin famous for? Cheese. Yes. And Plymouth, Wisconsin calls what? itself the cheese capital of the world, which Plymouth, you need to get over yourself. That's, that's yeah. not true. So they drop cheese on New Year's Eve. They give, and I guess it's sponsored by Sartori Cheese. Sartori Cheese, is that a company? Or you, is there a type of cheese called Sartori Cheese? Never heard of them. I think it's a company. I think yeah. it's a cheese manufacturer. I'm not positive, though. Our Wisconsin friends, tell us if Sartori is a cheese, our company. We don't know. Kraft, is Kraft a kind of cheese? Or is that just, no, I'm kidding. So... <laughs> They also give cheese to the first 250 families to arrive nice. at the festival on New Year's Eve. Why is why why would you like this one? You're, I like cheese. I don't like pickles. You're lactose intolerant. I'm not a, I wouldn't about? eat that much of the cheese. So I'd eat some <laughs> of the cheese. I would eat none of the pickles and none of the peeps. And I'd eat none of that turkey goose. What about the moon pie? 
Uh, I'd have a little bit of the moon pie, but again, I'm not a huge marshmallow. Yeah. I would probably take out most of the marshmallow. Okay. If I remember correctly, moon pies are a lot of marshmallow, right? Yeah. They're very marshmallow-centric. Yes. Yeah, I would want about a sixth of that marshmallow amount, and then I'd, I'd be happier. Okay. I also like potatoes, so maybe I would go to Boise, Idaho, where, of course, obviously, it's about potatoes in Idaho, famous mm-hmm. for their potatoes. They have a thing called the Glotato which I guess is some kind of a glowing potato. And they it flies in, quote, it flies in to take its perch during the Idaho potato rise, where I guess they, they so instead of dropping a, a giant potato called Spuddy Buddy, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Spuddy Buddy's a character. Yeah. Instead of that, they they raise some kind of potato, something, it, it's very sketchy. I'm huh. not sure. I'll have to go to Boise and find out what the hell is yeah, going on. Yeah, that's a little bit weird. It is. Well, no, I'm, you know what? Let's rise things instead of drop things. I'm all for that. Let's change it up. Why not? They drop a golden nugget in Marion, North Carolina. They drop beach balls in Panama City, Florida. 10,000, by the way. Wow. And it's like, okay, so they drop 10,000 regular sized beach balls, right? And then at midnight, they drop, uh, you would think, a huge, a single beach ball, right? right. Wouldn't that be a huge beach ball? Uh, 10 foot diameter. It's like, ooh, don't go crazy, Panama City. How about a 100 foot beach ball? Give me a big ass beach ball. A 10 foot diameter. No, it's big. I'm not denying that. It's a huge beach ball. But, I mean, you think, go big or go home, Panama City. No, I'm fine with it. That's good. That's adequate. No, I, I don't. I need a much, 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 much bigger beach ball. So finally, on New Year's in lovely Port Clinton, Ohio, they drop a walleye. What's a walleye? It's a fish. fish yeah. It's a game fish. So they drop a 20-foot-long, 600-pound walleye. Fake, of I'm course. assuming, because the walleyes don't get anywhere near <laughs> that large for the kids earlier that day they drop a minnow isn't that clever i don't know if it's an actual minnow because that's no no one will be able to see that or a giant minnow which is an oxymoron but it's um something well it's probably bigger than a real minnow but smaller compared to the 20 foot walleye walleye i think you're probably right and of course the worst and dumbest american tradition on new year's eve is of course in manhattan in new york city where they do that stupid lighted ball. I'm so over oh. that. Don't care. Would not want to be there. A oh, million people not. in yeah. Times Square. Times Square is awful on just any night. And you know they have to get there like early in the day. Ugh. And you can't move out of your spot or you lose it. Oh, my people Lord. People wear diapers. Oh, my God. Because Actually, you can't I go to the bathroom. I cannot do that. Yeah. That's disgusting. Yes. So everybody smells like shit and piss. Yeah. They're in, you know, many of them are New Yorkers. Yeah. These are lots of things wrong with that. Just kidding, New York. So That's at, crazy. I wouldn't do that for any amount of no. money. No. It started well, in 1907, as we covered. I could go for a very long time without going to the bathroom. So if you want to give me a million dollars, I'll do it. Okay. Yeah, you are. You, you're like a, you have a camel's hump for urine. In, uh <laughs> Something like that. I'm not sure if that works right. That no, may not be scientific. It doesn't. Okay. In 1907, the first time they dropped the ball, as you now know from earlier in the episode here, it was a 700-pound ball, and it was lit with 125-watt lights. Like, ooh, shit. It's like, well. you, you, it's like the sun. So the current, and I don't know when this is written. It didn't have a date on the article, unfortunately. By the way, never put you know, yeah. today or something like that. Cause that doesn't help a year yeah. later or 10 years later. It's amazing how many internet articles are not dated. Are not dated. Whatsoever. It's unbelievably it down. It's lazy and stupid. It's probably on purpose to make you think it's newer than it really yeah. is. And, but the, the most recent one that I had information of, it said it was covered with 2,688 crystals. 
lit by 32,000 LED lights, weighed almost 12,000 pounds and was 12 foot in diameter. I don't know if that was this yeah. most this recent one that was yesterday or not, but hmm. they're big now. It's very garish. It's not fun. It's weird. You have to drop something on New Year's Eve. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So think about it. Everybody, you make fun of the whatever, the colored underwear and stuff like that, but we drop big things on New Year's. That's also pretty strange. Also, what else happens on New Year's Eve? What happens? Fireworks. <gasps> and what happens to our dog, Loki? He gets very upset and he has to hang out on the stairs. <laughs> very upset. It very, very it upsets all you listeners to our podcast who live in our immediate area. Stop doing fireworks because mm-hmm. of our dog. Okay. Well, that is the strange and unusual of New Year's. Thanks, Carrie, Dean. Brought to you here on New Year's Day. Unless you didn't upload this at midnight. <laughs> it's going to be late in the night before we upload it. But please enjoy the rest of the week and the rest of the year. And have a great new year. And let's hope 2023 is better than 2022. In so many ways, yes. Yes. All right. Thanks for listening. And happy new year. See ya.